in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. <laughs> Guess who's back? Back again. Shady's back. Back to the issue, to the latest issue, my latest episode. I don't know what I'm saying, but we're here with the 423 Soccer Pod. It's been a while since we've been back. Uh, I am Jim, aka Chattagooner, on Twitter, and I am, as always, joined by uh, Todd. Todd, how are you doing? Doing great. That's it. Just doing great. It's been yeah, just doing great, man. You know, at this point, I set the bar pretty low. I set the bar pretty low to achieve uh, feeling great, so I'm feeling great. Okay. You can find Todd at GreatFootballerGR, the number eight, FTBLR. Is that right? Yeah, that's yeah. it. If you'll just get a normal Twitter handle, I would appreciate it. Uh, joining us right away are, you know, somebody that, you know, you've – the the fans of the podcast, the supporters have heard of before. Somebody else, uh, you know, I was thinking since since he's not been on the podcast, I'm not sure if Chattanooga Football Club fans really know who he is. So uh, he is some guy by the name of Peter Fuller. I believe he has spent some time on the sidelines for the club. Uh, Coach Fuller, how are you doing, and how are things uh, going with the club? I'm great, Jim, and. Uh... Thanks for having me on, first off. And secondly, uh, things are going very well. Uh, obviously, we're in our sixth week right now of being back. And uh, four of those weeks were, were social distance weeks, so finding lots of different and new ideas of trying to coach players. And uh, the last two weeks, a week and a half, have been uh, us uh, back to full contact. And it's, uh, it's been a real pleasure. So. Well, this has already been a longer interview with uh, with uh, Coach Fuller than it ever would have been with Billy Elliott, so we appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, Bill's a man, Bill's that's a man true. a few words. That's true. <laughs> so also, like I said, we've got Jeremy Allenball on the line. Jeremy, how, how are things with you? Um, I said it before we recorded. I will go ahead and say it while we're recording. Congratulations on that um, – that team from Liver from Merseyside, apparently they won something. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know if if you heard. There's there's an asterisk beside it, I think. But um, you know, how how are you doing? And are you are your celebrations complete? Uh, my celebrations are definitely complete. Uh, that asterisk is for the almost perfect season, um, which of course didn't happen. But uh, doing good and happy to jump on here with you guys here tonight. So. Uh, this is a, we had some news today. I don't know. I don't remember if I was actually in a meeting while you guys dropped this. Um, I probably was because, because you know, I've noticed that there's some, 
there's some information being dropped out. And of course I'm nowhere. I'm on a zoom call and thanks to Owen for continuing to uh, hijack my, my calendar. Um, we have a roster and if you look at the roster we had last or last year, which is, you know, like March and compared to this year, there are some changes. Um, I guess we'll start in goal. Um, Matt Mozinski, yeah. is that yeah, is that how you pronounce exactly. his name from yeah. from Campbell and uh, played at? Did he was he on the roster at Stumptown when we played them in the in the he spring? Wasn't, um, he was not. He was not okay. on their on their roster. Um, his his most recent playing uh, has been with Thunder Bay Chill in uh, League Two, um, and he played okay. for them the previous two years. Um, as uh, as you mentioned, I mean, he was at Campbell, uh, played his co- his college career there, and prior to that, uh, my relationship with him started um, when he was at New England as a U uh, sixteen and then a U eighteen uh, with the Revolution Academy. So um, so I've known him for for some time, um, and uh, when the when the goalkeeping position came open, he was a he was a guy that we that we sought. And when you said that, I'm sure some eyebrows went up to to folks who listen and know the club. When you said the the position was open, he's taking the number one shirt. That number one shirt used to be yeah. with Phil, and so Phil will not be with us uh, going forward. Um, and and I understand, you know, he he uh, he's leaving to do some some different things, right? Yeah, Professionally, gonna, he, um, the the family um, uh, has uh, multiple. Uh, uh, pizza and Italian restaurants, and his brother actually has uh, has opened one and has brought Phil in as uh, an assistant with him, and it's a uh, it's a great opportunity for him to get involved in the family business. I think you know he's a he's a, Phil's a homebody, um, loves Orlando. He loved playing in Chattanooga, but uh, I think he felt like for him right now and for the family, this was an important time for him to to step in and help out. So. Um, I spoke to him today. He's doing well. He misses it here. Wouldn't surprise me if he resurfaces either here or somewhere else down the road. Um, but I think for right now, he's doing what he feels best for him and the family. You're telling me that skillful set of hands, instead of like blocking shots, is going to be used for like tossing pizza dough? Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm telling you. That's exactly what I'm telling you. And those, and those hands are massive, well, by the way. Well, uh, I wish, we wish we wish Phil the best, and uh, and he's always welcome back in uh, CFC Blue. So uh, he'll be missed, and he's he's missed in the locker room. He's not just missed on the field, but uh, loved by his teammates, and uh, and he 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 was a great foot soldier for the club. So that that leaves us with uh, so Matt, and then Alec yeah. Reddington is still uh, on the roster. So we've got two keepers. Are is there has been there a is there a healthy fight between for the position or is is do you think Matt is going to be take that place I I think the conventional wisdom would be especially when we brought Alec Alec in we looked at him as somebody that was if we had three keepers was probably a number three and a developmental keeper I mean he's a he's a young kid you know 19 20 years of age um but since we've been back uh in training Alec has been tremendous uh He's, he showed incredible growth, uh, a ton of um, gained maturity, and I'm I'm really pleased with with where he's at right now. Um, 
I think the idea with bringing that in was an older goalkeeper guy that's played at a, you know, been playing longer and probably played at a better level than Alec has. But uh, um, it's actually, it's ended up being a, an interesting, uh, an interesting competition over the last week since Matt got in. And uh, obviously Saturday night, not totally sure yet who's going to play, but uh, um, I think uh, either one of them I would feel comfortable with right now. Both good goalkeepers. So moving to, I guess we'll just go from from back to front. Uh, moving up into to the to, to the defense. This is where you know I think I've got so I I've got you know kind of a first tactical question. I, I look at the names that are back: um, Soren, uh, Richard Dixon, Ray Lee, and Eric Panzer. You know that's four defenders. Um, that's four. That's four yes. defenders. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, your match um, outstanding so Jim, by the way <laughs> yeah um I, I know that a lot of formations start yeah. with a four and uh so so that that leaves that leaves jordan uh who, who's not coming back um juan i think it was was uh it was on the list and jerry yeah. and sean are the other four that said so we took a little bit of a hit i guess in the mm-hmm. defense where um and so tactically speaking you know if you've got four defenders I would assume that means you've looked at some midfielders and maybe dropping in or, um, you know, cause I, you know, only having four for, for four at the back is, I, I would have to imagine that it, it makes you a little nervous. You know, I guess if we score 10 every time, it's not right. going to matter, but I, I don't know if we can really right. count on that. Right. I time. wouldn't, uh, but uh, yeah, we, I, I mean, certainly we're, we're, we're thin right now at center back. I would say that this weekend, there's a variety of ways we could play. Um, We've looked a little bit at a three-five-two. We've also looked at a four-three-three a little bit. We've we have looked at moving a player or two back, particularly guys to come back and play the wing back positions. But uh, um, yeah, we're thin. I mean, there's no. I mean, you can you can try and candy coat it any way you want. It's the truth. And uh, um, and we've spent a lot of time the last week working on our overall defending, our collective defending as a group. Um, but uh, um, I will also say this, the group of guys that you mentioned, all solid defenders, you know, certainly Richard Dixon leads the way. I mean, was with the Red Wolves last year. I mean, has, has had a terrific career with OKC, St. Louis, um, Tampa, um, and is, is a great leader. Um, but uh, uh, Eric Panzer, um, Soren won't be playing this weekend. He's out with injury. But uh, we've got a we've got a couple of young ones as well. Nick Spielman, who's a who's a rookie, graduated from East Tennessee State, may play some at the back for us. Um, Alec McKinley uh, played at University of Mobile. Was at uh, was at Portland Timbers um, Youth Academy. Um, I had him in Florida when I coached there um, as a 15, 16 year old. Um, has shown some great, um, made some great progress since we've been back and is another guy that may feature somewhere in the center of the back. Um, but, you know, look, I mean, I, you can spend all the time you want talking about what you don't have. I mean, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. we're going we're gonna to do the best we can with what we've got. And yeah, we're missing some big pieces. But the other side of that is, 
you know, missing some of those pieces is a is a great opportunity for somebody else to prove uh, that they should be playing and should have been playing all along. So um, that's my hope. And and like I said, I I I like what we what we're going to be able to play back there. We'll see. We'll see if it works. I you know, I appreciate you. Don't, we don't want to focus on what's not here, but you know, we've we're losing some experience and some yeah. versatility in, in Jordan for and sure. Juan. Um, you know, Juan was all over the place he could play multiple positions and and even move up into the midfield a little bit jordan was a just a stalwart um in the defense and so i you know his experience um and jerry was just i thought he really came on um you know late in the i guess in the was he in the he was with us for the members cup yeah jerry um, jerry was with tormenta last year actually um but did he come in? Did he play? Was did he play? And I may be misremembering. Did he play with us there in the with the friendlies and stuff? I know exactly what you're thinking of. He actually played. He came in and played against uh, FC Dallas two years ago. Actually, when uh, Bill was putting a team together um, and some of those friendlies at the beginning of uh, at the okay. I know he right. played here before. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. getting mixed up. So. Uh, but yeah, he played. He played in an exhibition for them against FC Dallas, and uh, um, and was at Tormenta last year playing for playing for them. Um, so. Yeah, I know what I did. I, I was confusing um, him and Lately and Joanne sure, Lately. Sure. So, yeah, yeah, because yeah, Joanne yeah. came in last year and we used him. Yeah, the, yeah he uh, came in last year. Yeah. 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 Yep. So. Um, so you know, moving up into the midfield, we got a lot of people coming back, uh, in and some names that I think are will make some people happy. I was telling Todd we have a hundred percent of our Nisa goals coming back uh, in our midfield. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. I mean, that's uh, <laughs> you got you got to make sure the goals come back. Absolutely, yeah. So, and yeah. I think it's 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 really nice to see Juan's name on the list. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that you know, and Cam, uh, you know, uh, so Juan, Cam. Uh, Topher Marshall, Ian McGrath, Kyle Carr. You mentioned Spielman yep. and McKinley. Um, so it's a good, a good group in the midfield, which is you know yeah. important. That's a that's an important part of the pitch. Yeah, no question. And and um, I think, you know, certainly I think last year, um, obviously playing in Nisa where you have unlimited, you know, you're you're allowed unlimited foreign players. Um, there may have been a little bit more flair in midfield than than maybe what we've got right now. Um, but I also think one of the things that, that we may, that I think will, people are going to find from this group is, um, there's, there's some different opportunity for goal scoring from midfield with this group. Um, and they're a little bit different. I think we've got a number of guys that can make deep runs from midfield. McGrath is, is his movement off of the ball is phenomenal as is Cam Woodfins. Um, I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised with a kid like Topher Marshall, um, left-footed, um, kind of an unknown kid, was at Oglethorpe, um, you know, um, yes. But he scored He scored a bucket of goals at Oglethorpe, yeah, if I remember did. correctly. And, and, and to be honest with you, Jim, when he, when he came on, he and Caleb Jackson came on in Oakland um, and replaced um, Sandy Agadello and uh, – um, and Ian McGrath, when they came on, they made an immediate impact. We we were unfortunate not to actually salt the game away, um, but he's a, he's a handful, and uh, um, and and I think he's a young kid. He doesn't always know what he's going to do, which means the opposition has no idea what he's going to do. So, <laughs> um, 
but he's he's finding his way and in, in, in great work ethic. Um, but he he's he he's a guy that I think people are going to be surprised with as the season rolls on. He's 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 got a chance to be a good one. And then finally up top, we have a lot of options mm-hmm. um, up top, and so I would assume some of those are going to drop in the midfield maybe and and, and play sure. there too. But um, you know, Joanne uh, and Sean Hofstadter. Brian Beeman, uh, Caleb Jackson, like you said, came on and really was unfortunate not to score one, maybe two goals, Absolutely. to be honest. Uh, yeah. uh, Clayton Adams, uh, Santi, that yeah. you mentioned, Ryan Marcano. So those are the guys that, you know, I think we've all seen before right. or a little bit. Um, you know, some of them played. And then we've got two, again, new names because they're new from – they weren't on the roster in the spring. And uh, – so Darwin Loam, I you know I, I've I just took a little bit. I don't know if I'm pronouncing is that Loam or Long? Yeah. Yeah. Loam. Um and so I and I think he played. I've I've he played. Did he play? I I I seem to remember he played maybe one a couple of matches in seventeen. I think he scored a goal against um yeah, yeah. against uh, the U twenty three a U twenty three right. team. He, to be fair, he didn't play a lot that year. Um, he had a hat trick against somebody, and I'm trying to remember who it was against. But um, I think other than that game, I think he had one other goal. But he had a terrific career at Nova. Uh, Matt Matt Watts, um, who played for me actually when I was the uh, college coach at uh, University of Mobile, um, and also had played um, at various stints with, um, uh, with Bill um, Elliott. Um, Watts, he's the coach there now, and he did a real good job with with Darwin. Darwin left him, went back to Guatemala, played in their top league, um, and has just gotten his first cap with a full national team, and has really developed. And and I, I, you know, again, I think if you're asking me, probably where is he best suited? I think he's probably best suited as an eleven playing wide on the left in a in a three man mm-hmm. front. Right now, we're we're looking more at probably playing with two nines, so two center forwards. But to be fair, he's had a good week of training and 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 has adapted really, really well to that. But he's got something. He's athletic. He works his backside off. He's terrific in the air. Um, he 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 he's responsible defensively. Um, I think we're real. I I think we're going to find we're. He's going to be a little bit different player than I think the one that was here two years ago, three years ago. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to to, to having him. Uh, so he's a, he's a good a real good pickup, um, and uh, um, and and all of those guys guys like Brian Bement, who's had a terrific pro career. Um, he's bounced around a little bit, but he's been a he's been a good solid foot soldier. Everywhere that he's been, Puerto Rico in the NASL last year at um, forward Madison in League One. Um, you know, Sean Hofstetter, a great career at West Florida. Um, you know, you've got Caleb Jackson, who played at Rockhurst in Missouri, another D2 school, and um, uh, played for Tormenta last year, um, who's a guy that's incredibly athletic. Um, probably needs to find his way a little bit around goals, but. Uh, uh, tremendous, uh, um, gives us something that nobody else really in our group gives us. So, and then there's a, there's a, uh, not really a new name, but a name I was happy to see on the, on the list, uh, uh, Zeka coming, uh, back and playing. And I, you know, I think, 
again, uh, somebody who's connected to the, very connected to the yeah. fans, um, the fans really connect with and um, has some experience here and knows, you know, knows what it means to play for a CFC and knows what it you know, knows what it means to be a, a CFC player in the community. So I was happy to see him uh, kind of back yeah. on the roster. I mean, look, he, he's the longest tenured player in the club. Um, um, is great getting him back to be fair. Even when we weren't sure he was going to get his paperwork was going to come through, weren't sure whether or not he was going to, you know, be granted his green card. Uh, he's still out there every day training, working hard, great leader, excellent with the younger players, you know, one of the fittest guys in the team. And he'll definitely, Zex will help us. I mean, he's, he's, he's a tireless worker. He's responsible defensively. He's proven that he can score goals at the NPSL level. The, you know, the big question is, can he do it at Nanisa level? He's a, he's a great example for the younger ones. And he's that link. Kim, Juan, these are guys that are that link to the past of CFC, which is a great past. I mean, you know, you know, I give so many of our, you know, the guys that have been, you know, that have been a part of CFC in the front office, the boardroom, um, you know, certainly Bill Elliott. Um, these guys have, have, what we're doing is, is we're a caretaker to what they built, which is a really, really good organization. So um, it's great having Zeka here as, and Juan obviously too, as that link to the, to the, really the past excellence and glory of the club. Yeah, it really is. Now, I was asked to 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 find out who the new what the what the the jersey numbers of the new guys were wearing. So we talked about Matt wearing the number one. Darwin, I believe you sent me is wearing the number could eight. Be, could be. You're, you're could absolutely be. asking the wrong person, Jim. So okay. Well, that's uh, well. The these list are, these that you sent me. That's what. Question <laughs> absolutely. That the, yeah. Uh, yeah. Question one hundred nine podcast <laughs> gives us. Find out what number <laughs> players are going to be wearing. <laughs> who said uh, we had jerseys even, guys? Exactly. Yeah. Well, that yeah. is true. We uh, I mean, we, we can, you know, we're going to go, we're going to go over that yeah. right after my, I've got one question for you and then we're going to talk about jerseys, but um, yeah. So, and then Zeka, the list that y'all gave me had him at wearing number right. four. Um, I bring up Darwin at eight because those of those folks around the club will know who wore the number eight before. Uh, and that is another, another guy who won't be back with us. And, um, you know, I'm going to miss the speed and just the, the tenacity on the outside of Costa. And so the we're, you know, we're going to miss him. And, thought, um, the speed of yeah. thought from Costa was equaled his, his, any athleticism he had, his speed of thought was incredible. And I think, I think, you know, just, just for his goal against Batiste alone, he's going to, he's going to be remembered here uh, very fondly. Um, so, you know, we wish best, best of luck to him and, you know, I, I, you know, we're going to miss him. I think. No question. JC, I only got a chance to work with him obviously for a year and, you know, I'm, I'm gutted. He's not, you know, weren't able to make it work for him to be, to be back, but he, uh, um, He's a, he's a terrific player for the club and, and um, somebody that in my really first little bit of, of tenure here during the Members' Cup last year when I took over for Bill, he was a great, uh, um, he, was a, he was a terrific, he was a terrific player for me and, and um, really supportive of me and, and, um, and he's just always 
I mean, just dangerous. I mean, and, and you guys saw that longer than I did. Um, and, uh, he's a, he's a real handful and, and I'll never forget that goal against, uh, Batiste. I mean, that was, that was something special. So. Well, you know, coach, we've talked about, you know, what's going to be missing and these players you're bringing back. And if, when you look at this roster now, top to bottom, and you see what you've got to work with and just kind of going into what I'm going to call a preseason tournament, essentially, because this is going to be very different from, uh, the, uh, the season we, we last had where, you know, in many cases we were, uh, seen as underdogs. Uh, we're going to be, you know, the favorite in this group. Uh, so what do you see from this roster and, and what can we kind of expect to see going into this, uh, this uh, mini tournament, if you will? So again, I, I guess, and again, you guys obviously understand the context. We had, you know, we came into preseason in February, play Oakland on the 29th of February, uh, one, one draw out there in a difficult environment, things are rolling. We come back, have a great week of training, um, preparation for the Michigan stars game. Boom. The plug gets pulled. And, you know, the next thing we know it's May 18th and guys are flying back into town and quarantining here until the first of June. We're in our sixth week now. I, I guess I would liken this basically think about it as a redo. Um, six-week preseason, and now a, a, a four-game uh, mini-cup exhibition season for us. Um, I, I think, you know, if you're asking me how important is how important is the Independence Cup, it's a cup. I mean, it's a chance for us to, to win, a, win a competition, so I, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't try and win it. So certainly... We're going to make every effort to do it, but not at the expense of working on some things tactically that that we've had we've been trying to work on over the last, you know, I'd say six weeks. But in reality, it's just been the last two when we've been full contact. Um, I'm not going to I'm not going to do it at the expense of getting guys playing time and getting a look at players. Um, uh, and, and trying guys in certain places and spots. You guys alluded early on to some of the, you know, the guys that we've lost. It means that you're going to probably be looking at some players in alternate positions um, and seeing what really is our best shape. What's our best shape to play in and what's our best 11 to play with going into the, you know, the hopefully – uh, a Nisa fall season on August, starting August 8th. So, um, yeah, we definitely want, we want to win. It'll be an emphasis. It's certainly an emphasis for us on a day-to-day -day basis, but not at the expense of, um, of the, you know, working on things that I know we're going to need to work on to be successful in Nisa. So what, if you wouldn't mind, what, you know, you only, we only saw them once in Nisa and, you know, I would, um, you know, I, I've got my own thoughts about the match and how we played, but what, what do you think, what do you think we do need, um, to be, to be successful at, at, at that in level? In terms of, in terms of how to play or in terms of, yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, you've got to. I, and Jeremy may, may want to hop in on this because he's more experienced with the USL championship, obviously, than I am. Um, but for me, I've thought that the team to win that's going to win 
NISA probably needs to be a team that could compete in the USL championship for a playoff place. Um, Jeremy, I don't know if you would agree with that or not, but I think that's what it's going to take to win, to win NISA. Now, again, there's certainly, you know, if you've got, uh, if you've got a large payroll, that certainly helps. I don't think that's necessarily the be all and end all. I mean, I think if you look at the Oakland game out there, remember the context of it. We had just found out we had five five of our foreign guys that had gotten deferred in terms of their getting their P1 visas. We went out with two guys under amateur contracts. We pieced together a system to play uh, two, day, two days and the day before the game. And we're probably unlucky not to walk away with the result. So um, I, don't think, I don't think the money's the be all and end all. Uh, um, but I do think you need, to put a, you need to put a roster on the field that probably can be a competitive team in, in, terms of, in terms of the USL championships, in terms of trying to, to reach a playoff spot there. Jeremy, would you agree with that? Yeah, no, I think uh, that's a fantastic way to look at it in terms of <clears throat> at, this, at these levels of play, it's a mixture of experienced guys, which I think we have, and guys that are, you know, fresh off the turnip truck. And we definitely have a couple of those, yeah. you know, that haven't, <laughs> that haven't had that pro experience. But I think if you, you, know, you start throwing out some of the names and some of the things that we do have, I think, uh, I think Bill and Peter put together, you know, a really good group and, um, you know, a group that I think can compete. And, uh, you know, for me, Todd, to answer your, your question before Jim's, the most intriguing thing for me about this uh, preseason, you know, cup, as you called it, is, you know, for me, it's none of the tactics. I could care less uh, about that. For me, it's the mentality of the club and the mentality of the supporters, because this is the first time where, and look, CFC has always been the top dog in this area for NPSL, hands down, right? Everybody was always trying to, to beat us, and, and a lot of clubs did, including who we play tomorrow night, Georgia Revolution. But we were always the pinnacle of, of the high-level amateur soccer in this area. Now it's different. Now we are the pro club in this area, and that even gives even a bigger chip on people's shoulders uh, to come and try to beat us. And I remember going back to my first Open Cup game in St. Louis when the Des Moines Menace, you know, a storied PDL, you know, club, League Two, whatever it's called now, you know, they came in and they, they were taking a swing. And then Cleveland from the NPSL came in and they were taking a swing. And this is the first time that our fans, our supporters, our players, you know, we have some experienced guys that have been on that side. Ray Lee's played against amateur teams and uh, Open Cup games, and so has Dixon. And, you know, Panzer's been in cup competition in Australia and Scandinavia where he's, you know, been the pro team playing the amateur team. But for our fans and supporters, it's going to be, and for our club too, that's what I'm most intrigued. How do we handle the pressure? How do we handle the scenario? Peter and Bill, they're going to sort out you know, we'll have maybe five defenders. What do you think, Coach, by the time Nisa starts? I don't know. Yeah. Is that too many? Is that too many defenders? Or what, you know? So, No, that's not too many defenders. So, but it'll be fine. And, you know, they're going to get that sorted out. And the versatility, I think that's the other thing, you know, when you talk about what does it take at this level to compete. And, again, you know, the roster that these guys have put together with the versatility, Alec McKinley can absolutely play a couple of spots. Ryan McCarno or Marcano, started as a right wing back because Richard Dixon was out in the Oakland game. That was his first pro game in front of 5,000 people. Here you go, kid. Good luck. And, you know, granted, he had some experience around him to joystick him through the game. 
Um, but that's a versatility. So he might be listed as a forward on our, you know, depth chart or whatever, but yeah, he played as a right wing back in that game. So good versatility. But for me, I'm so intrigued to see from the top of the organization to the annual pass holders. How does everybody deal with this pressure of being the pro club with three amateur clubs trying to knock us off? That's going to be fun. And I hope, I hope there's no hiccups we can get through this whole competition because it'd be great preparation for the pressure of then going into the, into the fall pro season. And I think you kind of hit, hit the nail on the head when you start talking about young players who are now deemed pro, you kind of worry about, you know, they're not so far removed from the college game where they came from. And just because, you know, you now play on a pro team does not set you so far apart. And those guys got to be ready to go in and, and scrap it out in a cup competition and uh, you know as well as I do, watching enough of these over the years, that's exactly a lot of times what it turns into is just it's just a scrap, and you got to be willing to get dirty and get in yeah. there and do it. And you got to know that the fact that you're you're signed for a pro club is not going to get you through the game. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and Georgia Revolution, a lot of people forget they they beat us last year during the MPSL season at home. I, I I haven't <laughs> forgotten. <laughs> nor, nor have I. It sounds like you and I are still, still a little sore about that deal. Do you want to talk yes. about that now? I mean, we can go back because I'm still – I think Jim and I, we fumed over that maybe longer than any any loss that we had. Yeah, well, the, the, the group, the line that was fuming over that one, that line was long and distinguished, I promise you. That was <laughs> – uh, that, uh, that was pretty disappointing. Oof. And uh, – um, but it was interesting too. It's like anything in a season, even though that's a NPSL is a short season. We learned a lot about, about a, a number of guys and it actually, it turned some things around for us, I think, in terms of some things we were thinking about last year's group and, and, um, actually helped us make decisions. The truth of it is guys. If, if you if you play against road cones and dead people all the time, you learn nothing about your group. And the thing is, yeah, do I want to beat Georgia Revolution? Of course I do, but I'm I'm also assuming they're going to come in with some athleticism, with some guys that can play a little bit, and and they're going to give they're going to give us a game. And I'm going to I want to find things out about us. I want to find things out about where where we've been wrong in terms of our decision-making about players, about system and those kinds of things. I mean, you, you, I mean, iron sharpens iron. And, uh, um, and I, and I would expect these guys, uh, they're not going to be intimidated by us or by Finley at all. And, um, it's going to be, it's, I, I think it's actually going to be a very interesting match. Really interesting. So just to ask a quick question about, about our, our competition, you know, we are familiar with the club, the revolution. They have a number of different teams though. They've got an NPSL team and then they have a team that plays in the Atlanta kind of amateur right. league. And, and, you know, and, and in some ways that, that Atlanta amateur team is, um, is better, has been better than the NPSL mm-hmm. team. And so are, are we, who, who are we seeing? Are we seeing kind of their a mixture of some of their NPSL guys and, and and some of the guys that would be on that well, amateur club, want, or do you want uh, me to you, tell you the roster? Do you want me to respond to that based on the roster I got today, or the two previous <laughs> rosters that I got? Um, so, yeah, I, guess, I mean, yeah, fair, I mean, it's, fair point. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, I I did a quick conservative count, and I think I counted 
between all the rosters, I think there was like 40 different players. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? I, I, I don't know. I do recognize some of the names. Um, can't remember the first name, but the boy Witten who plays at Reinhardt um, in Atlanta has always been a problem for us. He's a good player. He's direct, plays up front. He's a bit of a handful, a little bit pacier than you than you think he is. Um, they the boy that scored the three goals against us last year, Jamal Oakley. Um, yeah, he's you know um, I haven't seen him on a roster, but I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up here. You know, it, it's they're going to be they're going to be athletic. Um, they're going to be they're going to be a confident group, um, and um, and and I think and I know that they played a couple of exhibitions um, already. Um, so I'm I'm expecting I'm expecting they'll they'll be a very difficult opponent for us. And uh, um, but again, in terms of who to expect from them. I know Aaron Witten and I know about three or four other players and that's really about it. So, uh, so a little bit about, uh, you know, a little bit about the, the match and the coverage. I, I know that we, we had a really exciting announcement that this will, this will be the first time that CFC will be covered or, and shown on local television in the Chattanooga area on the CW. Um, I don't know, Jeremy, this is probably a question for you. Uh, how did that uh, come about and, and, you know, what, what will we see, differently about the the broadcast that that we you know we uh what will we see different than what we're accustomed to um you know watching on uh youtube really yeah or my kuju for that matter everybody's favorite my kuju yeah um no we're we're excited i mean we're really excited uh when this whole thing kind of came about it was you know we knew that we were going to be one of the first live events not just sporting events but live events back in, in chattanooga and we knew that was an opportunity to you know, help bring back some culture to the city for the last, you know, a couple of months. It just hasn't had much culture other than takeout and Netflix, I guess. So, you know, I mean, it's, it was a good opportunity. And then our partners at, at Blue Cross Blue Shield, we kind of went to them and said, Hey, we got this idea. We'd love to put on, you know, um, a quality broadcast, you know, it's going to be a four camera shoot. It's which is standard for, um, you know, like what you see on ESPN plus and, and such that way. So we're going to have four, HD cameras, we got, you know, play-by-play and color commentators brought in that have done, um, you know, USL and, and college games uh, coming in to do it that are familiar familiar with our players. Who? Yeah. US what? And, what is uh, that? You know, they're familiar <laughs> with our players and they've done their research and they're pros, you know, so they, they, they're, they you know, going to put their work in. They've had production calls. So it's a full production. Um, you hear that, you know, Jim? They're pros, just like you and I. <laughs> just like yeah. that's you took the words out of the mouth Todd um so you know so we're excited because you know it's a it's an opportunity for us to you know really put out you know good product and and show and, and you know show some of the players that Peter's been talking about and what they're capable of and and introduce you know a new generation so to speak of CFC players with thank goodness some familiar faces as well and so we're excited this isn't going to be the only improvement that you'll see on our broadcast throughout the year as of now, it's the only time that we'll be on live local TV, but we are making significant upgrades mm. to uh, our overall broadcast in terms of replays, um, just production. And, you know, Damon and his guys have done awesome. And now we're going to give them more tools and more fun things to play with to even take our broadcast to another level. So, again, I just can't think Blue Cross Blue Shield. They Once we knew we couldn't have fans, 
we said, look, there's going to be this pent up anger, aggression, excitement, whatever you want to call it for us to have a game at Finley. And if we can bring this in a real high quality uh, and it's, you know, it's on, it's on free local TV for everybody, which, you know, used to be a big thing and still is a big thing. So we're, we're really pumped up about it. And we think it can lead to other good possibilities. I think it's, I'm really glad you guys are doing this. Uh, just the broadcast in general, and, and I know you just said this is the only plan for this this sort of event this year, but just the, the fact that CFC is kind of dipping their toe in this, uh, I mean, could we be hopeful for, you know, other future endeavors like this, say between CFC and uh, the CW? Yes, uh, that's, you know, it's a little bit of a pilot, a little bit of a test, but, um, you know, we need to, there's some other exciting things coming down the pipeline in terms of our league broadcast. Uh, platforms and some things that will happen at the end of the uh, the end of the fall season you know neutral site tournament with the west and the east that will be some changes there but I don't think this is uh, the last you know effort or the the last time that you're going to see some things like this locally Um, obviously 2020 is it's going to be a fight till the end um, to get you know the club and any small business you know to be honest through it but we know we can come out of this on the other side and that's going to allow us to you know, look at some of these opportunities in the future. So, you know, whether that's, there's a lot of different ways and a lot of different platforms, but we know we, we need to continue to, to raise our level and raise our platform that we're, we're participating in with the broadcast. And so we don't know when this pandemic is going to go away. We don't know when the doors of stadiums are going to be back open. If that's the case, then we need to be prepared for it. So this is a great first step. So Jeremy, you, you brought up COVID. That's, you know, the, the pandemic is certainly on everybody's mind and, if you're following, uh, you know, the domestic game in, in the U.S., you certainly know that the NWSL had an issue with uh, one of their teams. Um, MLS has had multiple issues with with players being, um, you know, being tested positive. Uh, USL has, has announced that they are going to have fans in attendance and has gotten a little bit of pushback on that from some of the fans and, and some some of the media and, you know, then, you know, so what would you say, and I've even seen it from our own supporters that, you know, what would you say to folks that say, you know, why, why are we playing at all? You know what, you know, the, the numbers in Hamilton County are really high. The numbers in Chattanooga are really high. Um, what, why, why are we playing and, and why, and, and is it really responsible for us to, to, to do that in a community that's still trying to figure out how to manage this? Well, too bad I'm not back in Illinois where my Wi-Fi died out last time. You guys asked me a tough question, right? I, I have to, we're, in, we're in Gig City, so I got to answer it. And it's an easy answer. It really, really is. We would not be taking these steps as a league, as a club, uh, if we weren't able to do it in a very uh, safe and um, you know just a, a manner that is just you know got a lot of thought and a lot of time behind it. I can't tell you how hard. The league staff, our staff has worked, you know, on the game operation side to, to make sure that we can put on a, you know, a safe opportunity for these players to compete. And that goes from everything to obviously being closed door to restricting uh, outside entities uh, that can come in. And, you know, no media is going to be on the field. They're going to have to be in the stands. We can't have photographers in the sidelines, cameramen in the sidelines. And, you know, it, it is down to we will have an accurate count of every person that is in the uh, in the stadium and they will be restricted to certain areas testing is a, a big protocol of our return to play as a league so our players uh, we've already gone through our first round of testing and they will be going 
um, you know, going through their uh, their next round as well. So it is something that we, we're not taking it lightly. Uh, look, opening up the doors and, uh, of a stadium, whether it's Finley or your own stadium, and not having game day revenue, that's a tough nut to crack. And we're lucky that we have a good partnership with Finley. We have good partners in the community to allow this to happen, but it's not an easy, it's not an easy financial task, but we feel it's important for our community to get some normalcy back, even though it's the new normal or whatever you want to call it. So we're not doing this lightly. We're not doing it half-assed, so to speak. We are following through on protocols. I mean, Coach Fuller is not jacked about having to, you know, wear a mask in, in training and stay six feet apart from guys that he loves talking to and, you know, our players are, are not excited about not being able to go into a locker room and have banter every day at training. Um, th- but those are the realities, and our guys have been awesome about it, and we are putting a lot of resources, and our league has put a lot of resources into making sure that this can be done safe. And right now that means no fans. What is that going to look like in the next couple of weeks or months? We don't know, but we know right now for us to put on a safe game, it has to be this way. And um, I think it's important. I think it's important for us to get back doing things and we can all have difference and we can agree to disagree, but if things are happening in a safe way, I do think getting back is, is very, very helpful just for the psyche and just for a lot of reasons. I noticed you said that players and we've seen on social media have been wearing, uh, I've seen them wearing face coverings. Has that been pretty much the norm uh, in practices? Yeah, so our, our protocol is very similar to what you see on Twitter, social media from leagues around the world and, and the U.S. When our guys arrive, they arrive in staggered groups. Uh, they're six feet apart. They come in. They answer their wellness questionnaire. They get the temperature checked. They go sit at a chair six feet away from their teammates. Uh, they arrive with their gear on, including face covering. Um, the laundry and the kit is not hanging up in the locker room because there is no locker room. And they go home and they wash it. And, you know, they wear it back the next day or they're supposed to wash it. I, I'm not there every day, so I can't <laughs> I can't tell you what the smell of uh, Finley is like. So um, but so, yes, they're and then when they leave, it's the same thing. They take their kit with them. They everybody has hand sanitizer. Uh, they put their face covering back out and then they head out. Uh, carpooling is restricted to uh, roommates in their apartments. We don't have four guys jammed into a Volkswagen Jetta zipping across Chattanooga uh, and then going to different places. So it's, it's a, so many protocols, so many things that everybody has to follow uh, daily wellness questionnaires in the afternoon, temperature checks. Um, you know, we're not taking this thing lightly, but uh, yeah, the face coverings is, you know, a, a big part of, you know, trying to, to be safe and, and making sure that we're doing, we're doing our part. Have you noticed, has so there the been any thing- studies, uh, sorry, Jim. Have there been any studies or even anecdotally to show that wearing a mask reduces the amount of crap that Cam Woodfin talks? <laughs> uh, no, no, there isn't. <laughs> no, and, and you know the in, in fair in fairness to Kim, he's not even here to defend himself on that one, and I'm not even going to try to defend him. To be fair, so. look when I can hear him talking crap to the player, and I'm 30 rows deep in the, at the stadium, like it's <laughs> it's an amazing thing. Yeah. So I just didn't know if the match had any impact on that. I, I didn't figure it did, but yeah. Cam Cam uh, Cam struggles to find the off switch on that one. Um, <laughs> that that one is normally going right from uh, moment one on. <laughs> 
So the other the other thing that uh, that has been uh, impacting you know going really around the country, and this is really for Coach and Jeremy for you both. Um, you know, maybe from one from the player perspective, and and then for Jeremy, you maybe from the the club perspective. You know, the social justice issues we've seen since since the uh, the incident, um, the 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 you know the murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis, and and then those the other you know issues around um uh, police violence and uh, against um people of color uh, you know i i we i we saw a club statement about it um we've talked uh, we've seen statements around the uh, the country from a variety of, of clubs being a part of the Chattanooga community as, as CFC is um you know what from the players perspective really what did they uh, you know, what's the conversation been you really um you know, among those players uh, that you know that really connect with this, whether be they black players or other other players of color, and then and Jeremy, really, what what has the club's response been, and 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 do we or are we going to or can we expect to see any more, um, I guess, uh, um, uh, awareness being put towards those issues? Yeah, I think you know it's it's really been I'm going to use the word an unbelievable experience, and I know that maybe sounds a little awkward. But to see young men, young adults, um, some not so young men and adults, you got a couple of them here on the phone, uh, having conversations with players and with people has been just truly re- remarkable. And look, it's brought up memories of me, of when I played with teammates specifically. Uh, and look, soccer was a very white sport growing up in the Midwest. Um, and to have teammates that were uh, spoken to and and treated very poorly by opponents and stuff. It brought up it brought up some really tough memories that I've had the opportunity to share and talk with some of our players. So what what we've committed to since our statement came out is um, I'm currently meeting every two weeks with a group of players. Uh, in between those meetings, they are uh, meeting with each other with teammates. Um, Bill Elliott has been in town all week. He's been working on a few things. And we're going to have some actionable items, and I'm not at liberty to talk about them here today. But I can tell you they're 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 player driven, and these are things that are going to allow us to continue to pursue our mission statement. And this club was founded as a way to you know use soccer as a tool to help bring everybody in this city together. And our players, you know, through a lot of the things that you mentioned, Jim, um, that's what that's what they want to do. They don't want to take a picture of everybody, you know, kneeling in a circle. Um, and that's not a, a slam at those that have done that. But when I met with them, like, you know, this guy's, this has to have action. And, you know, our statement talked about three things, talked about being a better neighbor, talked about being a better person. And it, it talked about being a better family member. So, you know, and, and to demand more from those three people or those three groups of people. So as we are building out some of our actionable items that the players and staff and parts of our foundation and parts of our academy are going to be involved in, they're going to focus on demanding better from people. And those are people you work with. Those are people you live with. Those are people um, that you go to school with. And our players have been adamant that they really want to focus on the youth because they feel that, you know, that is where they can have the impact. That's where they can be a role model. That's where they can help a young person who's struggling. Um, or maybe has questions that they don't want to ask a teacher, or they would be, feel much more comfortable, you know, during, doing 10 corver moves and, uh, and then asking a question quietly to a player as opposed to asking maybe somebody at church or school or at home. Um, so we got some actionable things. It's coming. It's been really, you know, like I said, remarkable to see the leadership 
um, you know, from a bunch of our guys and, and what they're trying to do. So um, it's not going to be a statement that is pinned at the top of our Twitter for six months and you never see anything about. I can promise you that because we debated, do we make a statement? And in the words of a few of our board members, um, we're only going to put something out if we're going to do something with it. And that's not coming from us. That's coming from the players and everybody involved in the entire uh, club. Um, so I'm excited about what some of those things are going to be, but it's going to be player-driven. And uh, There's some things the league is looking at doing as well. And um, But I think you can you know look at our club and know that we've stood for some things and we've really tried to pursue that mission statement of using soccer as a tool to, you know, like I said, help just drive people from all different parts of this city together. And we're going to continue to pursue that mission. Let me hit you with a couple of follow-ups real quick. Um, one, I know you said we won't see a picture taken of everybody in the circle on a knee. Uh, will players be uh, taking a knee during the national anthem? Uh, if if they do, are they permitted to do so? Are they permitted to not? Kind of what's the club's position on that? And has it even been discussed? You know, it's been discussed internally. Um, I think that's such a, a personal and a, you know, a private thing for some people, as we've seen images around the world and here in the U.S. and Look, we we um, we all have different thoughts and, and opinions and stuff, and that's as far as our discussions have gone. Um, you know, I know a lot of leagues are. I don't know what we'll do for the fall Mesa season, but I know in the Independent Cup, the anthem will be played. Obviously, it's not live; it's recorded because we can't have anybody in there to play it live. Um, so, you know, I I wouldn't be shocked tomorrow night if there are some people that that make a statement. Um, you know, uh, within within that realm, there it's. Uh, Honestly, it's not something that we've harped on a lot because we've just tried to have good open conversations with the players and, and see where they are. And like I said, some of the there's been, you know, some tears in my, in my office from some guys and and myself, you know, included as we talk through some things and we'll be supportive of our guys as we have been this whole time. So do you have something else, Todd, or is that? No, was no, that, that, really was, that, no that was it. I, just, I was just curious, you know, if we should expect to see that. And, it, and if so, was the club supportive? of a player if he, he did uh, choose to take a knee. Sure. Um, now, uh, something that was also announced, and we'll kind of getting getting back to the, the, the idea or the mission of the, the club is to really engage with the community. Um, there was an a, a announcement made earlier, earlier uh, with a partnership with uh, some, you know, the soccer – so a uh, soccer club or I guess an academy really in North Georgia. And I know this is close to Todd's heart and I'm, su- I'm surprised he hasn't, he hasn't jumped on it. I actually, I, th- I thought that's where he was going with his questions. Um, Todd, I gave you two chances to bring Sorry, it buddy, up. Go ahead. Didn't. No, no, so, go ahead. I'm, I'm, a, I'm the follow up <laughs> guy tonight. You go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, could you talk a little bit about uh, the, the partnership with, is it North Georgia? Is that the North Georgia? Yes. Yep. Yep. North Georgia soccer Academy. Absolutely. Yeah, North Georgia Soccer Academy, and and how do you see that playing out on the academy side, and and maybe how do you see that playing out in the senior club? Yeah, I think you know the the great thing about our our organization is that we have um, leadership uh, that has been involved in a lot of different uh, facets of the game, from the collegiate level to the elite youth level to the academy level to the professional level. And the one thing that we all feel very adamant about, one of the reasons why I took the position, is because when I came to visit with with Bill and, and, and Peter and everyone else and the technical staff is they understand the importance of a unified, uh, you know, use system and, and how do we get that use system where it can be attached and even tighter, more tightly affiliated uh, to the first team. So, 
you know, the opportunity to help grow the game in this area um, is our responsibility. Um, it, it's uh, something that we feel adamant that we need to do. And look, growing the game in this part of the country and around Chattanooga for us is creating people that are passionate about the game. They love the game. Maybe that leads them to be a season ticket holder when they get older in another city for another club that becomes their second favorite club other than CFC. Maybe they become a referee. Heaven knows we need more of those. Um, maybe they get involved in coaching. Or maybe they crack into the, the professional ranks by playing for CFC. But we just want to instill a love of the game that's going to be with them forever. Um, you know, I think the last time or the second, maybe the first time I was on here, I, I stated how important it is long-term for us every year uh, to be able to have two to three players that can come and train at the first team level. And that doesn't mean they have to start. That doesn't mean they have to be in the 18, but they have to be able to come in and hold their own. And I think that's for a lot of reasons. That's so younger kids in the academy and younger kids in the area have uh, people to look up to. Um, I think that's really what a club is about. So when we had the opportunity to to do, you know, a lot of different facets with this, it came into play, but it's fully with the support of um, of our staff. And like I said, you know, Bill and, and Peter, they've, they've been around and, they, you know, on a variety of roles. So for us, we have some really good assets to help grow the game. And uh, look, there's no secret. There's, there's good players in this entire area. And there's absolutely some down there across that across that border that um, we've been down to see and check out. We're excited about what it means for the future. I'm really glad, obviously, you and Jim touched on being excited. As a, as a guy that grew up in North Georgia and has, has witnessed the, the development of that area over the last 25 years and seeing the talent that has been produced uh, in that area, there should have been proportionally a lot more players come out of that area uh, to, to achieve big things, in my opinion. Uh, just because of the level of player that was coming out there. So uh, I heartily in, endorse this move, and I'm extremely excited to see uh, what, what's going to come out of that. Uh, it's just been a very underserved uh, community, and a lot of talent has gotten looked over uh, over the years because there hasn't been an outlet or anybody to come in and cultivate that and, and bring it from that level of high school soccer you know, and bring it through uh, the system and, and to develop it and nurture it and bring it to the professional level. And and I really look forward to seeing uh, how CFC is, is going to partner with North Georgia Soccer Academy to make that happen. So, you know, I only got a couple more questions. Maybe Todd's got more. But first, okay, Jeremy, when, when's this schedule happening for the fall? When, when are we going to get that? You know I was going to well, ask. I knew Todd was going to ask about uh, the North Georgia affiliation. And Peter and I had a bet on how long till you asked the uh, schedule question. Um, I'm going to use my famous uh, Jeremy line you know, sooner than later, it's absolutely going to yeah. happen sooner, sooner than later, it's going to come out. So um, we're going to, you know, we're working on it. The league is working on it. And um, we're, we're excited uh, that, you know, it's going to be out here. Like I said, before too long, it's, um, you know, obviously COVID is impacting stadium availability and fans or no fans and uh, every state that, you know, you deal with this because the way that our country is choosing to handle this, each state is their own entity and their own country, so to speak. So they're, uh, you know, it's just, there's a lot of work that goes into it, but it won't be too long. I promise. Is, is there a, is there a thing in play in NISA that if all, if all teams can't have fans and no teams will have fans or are you, or has it been discussed at all or will it just be a, a team by team basis? 
I could say a real smart aleck thing about us in Detroit City and Oakland, but I'm going to bite my tongue. Um, no, it's up to each individual, including the independent cup. There'll be a lot of places okay. where it's going to be behind closed doors, but you know, it's up to each local area. But they have to, there's definitely protocols that they have to follow. You just can't say, hey, in our county, you can do whatever you want. No, they have to follow the, uh, the protocols that have been laid out, which is what you hear about the NBA and NHL. And, you know, same with us, all the conversations with players to make sure they feel comfortable. So, yeah. So uh, tomorrow, is it going to be shirts for, shirts versus skins, or are we going to be wearing a jersey? <laughs> Got some nifty Hummel bibs that uh, <laughs> the boys will be wearing. Uh, the only yeah, the only way you're going to be able to get your eyes on that new kid is to tune in to uh, into C W and C W. Yeah. Come so, on. We're, so we're not. <laughs> Are you telling me you weren't going to watch? I mean, oh. I mean, well, no. I mean, we'll probably be there, but I mean, at the same time, it's like we we don't get anything. Ah, it's a great marketing, great marketing like, employee, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Good job. I knew we hired you for a reason. <laughs> so it, it's good. It's it, it's going to be blue. Can you tell us that much? Is it blue? Don't tell me it's gold because they. Is it going to be blue? Gold. That's all. It's not gold. gold. That's all you're going to tell me? (laughs) (laughs) It's not gold. We're going to come out with a third And Yeah, is is there going to be a a circular logo on the front, or do we know what's going to be on the front? Yeah, Paul Paul Rustin's never going to change our crest, so there's definitely a circle. No, not that circle. (laughs) I already answered the question. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I knew as soon as I said it, I'm like, damn. Will there be a German auto maker on the front of the jersey? Do we know this? Uh, or a Chattanooga affiliate of said German automaker. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I think it'll be, I think, uh, look, kits are unbelievable all over the world, right? In terms of the excitement, the anticipation and nine out of 10 times they turn out really well. And I think, I think people are going to like this. Hummel has been a, a good partner and it's been a, a challenge and a struggle to, you know, with the COVID, and, I mean, everything that got shut down, it's been, Unbelievable, but um, we will take the field in uh, in, in new kits uh, tomorrow night. So tune in. So that's all. That's all. We're, that's all we're After getting. After I love Lucy, you can watch CFC and CW. <laughs> yeah. So I got it. I got it. I got to guess that's got to be a, a a large contingent of I love Lucy and CFC fans. That's probably a large crossover. <laughs> <laughs> what when I think of demographics of of uh, lower level soccer fans, I don't know if I love Lucy Todd is what comes yeah. across, but I. I could be proven wrong, so. But it's just gonna be good to have a game, isn't it? I mean, you guys have to be jacked. I know Coach hasn't slept in weeks since we found out we're really gonna get this opportunity. So he'll be like a kid at Christmas tonight. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm nervous for a number of reasons. You know, I, I think uh, it's um, I'm 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 anxious about being able to watch the club again. That's certainly. I'm just you know in in my in my the the other forty hours a week that you know I'm spending trying to figure out how we're gonna manage. 11,000 students on a college campus and, 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 and just managing the, uh, you know, just the virus and the pandemic. I, I, I'm just, you know, I'm worried about the staff. I'm worried about the players and I'm, you know, I'm worried about, you know, the, just the community. And, um, and so I, I'm anxious for a number of reasons. I want, I desperately want to see y'all on the field. Uh, and I, and I knew, I knew that you were following protocols and, and, and all that. It's just, uh, it, there's a part of me who just worries for those guys going out there 
because there's no social distancing on the pitch. Um, or at least as you know, coach, if you figured out a way how to defend at six feet, um, you know, you may be able to sell that, but I'll be honest with you. This is spoken just like a true Arsenal fan. He approaches this with pessimism and prepares for disappointment <laughs> and, and, and six oh. feet apart. And, and yes, Shut yes. up. And expect Shut to up. have defending nope. from six feet away. <laughs> There's no, no, <laughs> shut up. No talking about our defending. We're not, Mustafi doesn't need to be brought up in this conversation. So, or, or Louise either. So, but, but, you know, that, hey, really, I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I'm anxious on a number, on a number of levels. I, you know, I, I, I want it to go well. I don't, you know, I don't want to wake up, you know, just, just like, you know, fans of the other leagues that are, that are happening. I mean, it's just, it's devastating to see, you know, the, you know, MLS brings the clubs together and then boom, you've got two that just, that maybe they, maybe they weren't responsible. I don't know. Um, but it, it's, it's worrisome. And I, I know it's worrying you guys too. And it's, it's, um, you know, I'm glad to hear the, the protocols that are in place, but it, it does give me a little pause. Yeah. I mean, nothing, you look, we have anxiety too, and we'd be lying if we said we didn't, but it's, you know, it's our, it's our new reality that, um, we're just going to have to, you know, trust in our protocols. And I can say our players have been a part of the conversations. I mean, when we first started talking about playing questions that were thrown out, I'll never forget it on the zoom call. Are we flying? Um, when we start playing against people, are they going to be tested too? I mean, these are all questions they had. We were able to answer them and work through it because, you know, we can control our environment and training, but we can't control what the other people are yeah. doing. So that's why the testing happen has to happen no later than uh, 48 hours before kickoff and if you you know there's a roster that has to be filled out and it all goes through and we're all using the same testing system so um yeah it's look it's taken a lot of work and i i will say and i know we can poke fun at the three-letter league and you know the other three-letter league and you know the league that's in utah and all those um all those great things but i would say the amount of collaboration that has occurred amongst all the leagues to help everybody get to this part has been great. And look, there's going to be bumps. We've already seen some and that, that stinks. That sucks for those fans. Mm -hmm. It sucks for those people's health, you know? Um, and we're going to do whatever we can to make sure that doesn't happen here. But if something does happen, we have the necessary steps to, um, to take, you know, to take the necessary steps ready to go. We're not going to have something occur and then have to go figure it out. It's all laid out and we're ready to, to act. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, It'll be good to get back, but we're definitely going to be on pins and needles. Um, and that's just, that's, that's how it's going to be. Yeah. I know you guys have probably already worked through this, but for those of us who may be thinking, if all of a sudden on, on two days before a game, we had seven players drop that were infected, uh, would we be looking at canceling that game or would we be uh, under the independent cup rules would be allowed to uh, replace those players under special, you know, COVID uh, rules or something? So for the independent cup, the rosters are expanded and the deadline okay. to add the add players, um, as long as they did, would need an international transfer certificate, you could do some things. So, um, you know, we could definitely get to that point, but if it wasn't safe for us to do it, or we were concerned about, you know, the outbreak then we would, we would just simply yeah. cancel the game and figure it out. Um, we're, you know, look, it's costing us more money to put on games and that we're bringing it in because we're not bringing yeah. anything. So we're going to be smart and we're going to be safe. And I can say everybody involved has had that same attitude. So, um, yeah, it's hopefully we don't get to that point, but we, we are, we are prepared if unfortunately that does happen. Well, as long as you don't put Matt up at forward, you know, I, I'll be okay. We just, we just, we, 
you know, I know he's tried out and he scores a goal every time he tried out, but you know, we, we, we don't need him on the pitch. So, um, ho- hopefully we have other players before him. If we get to that point, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yes, coach. <laughs> Mr. Allenbaum may be coming out of retirement. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, I you know or Todd you know Todd you know Todd play is, right. is that I'm what you training. were going after Todd? Oh, I'm you, training, yeah. Okay. yeah. I didn't I didn't know if you were if you were trying to yeah, oh, hint at uh, at a return to the oh, pitch. Yeah. I'm I'm in training with the sole purpose of making sure Matt doesn't score at the tryout next year. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Tell you what, dude. I'm just going to man him up. Like, yeah. I, I'm going to man up on him, and he will not score next year. In, in fairness, I tell you, I've been here two years. He scored both years in tryouts. Nope. And it's still one. That's because I haven't yeah. been out there. So. Coach, but, we're, we're well aware of that does, fact. Does anybody actually <laughs> defend him when he gets the ball? I mean, that's my question. Well, the best part was if my first year here when he scored a beautiful goal and then went to celebrate and pulled his hamstring. So that was that was that was i'm only laughing because that's that's 100 something i would do at this point in my life that was was worth its weight in gold it was right in front of me too and i didn't know him yet so i was like who is this did you offer him did you offer him a contract right right on the spot no but i offered him a shot of whiskey so uh, (laughs) well that's good yeah well todd do you have anything else that you want to you know, it's it's uh it's getting close to these gentlemen's bedtime. So, oh, absolutely no, we'll we'll let them go. They need their sleep and preparation. And it sounds like uh, coach has gotten very little sleep over the past uh, four or five months. So we'll let them go. Well, uh, Coach Fuller and uh, Jeremy, thanks so much for being on. Any any final thoughts or anything you want to that that we haven't talked about that that you wanted to to mention from either the the team's perspective or the club's perspective? Just from my end of it, I, I really appreciate you guys having us on and, and uh, the support of the club and the support of, of, of our guys. Um, there's just been so many difficulties through this last few months. You guys, have, we've touched on a bunch of them tonight and um, I'm really proud of our guys. I'm really proud of um, how they've handled it. Um, how we've tried to work through some of the issues that have been been laid our way, and and I appreciate you guys giving us an opportunity to talk about that and to 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 talk about you know what what hopefully is going to be a, a really a, a celebration on Saturday night. Just the fact that we're able to get back out and we're able to to to, to play soccer and to have an opportunity to to give something back to our community, which um, I think I think we desperately need, which is some some entertainment. Well, thanks a lot for for joining us. It, it was a pleasure to have you on, and uh, we will we will not make this a, a one time deal. We'll uh, we'll try to get you on because yet you know, as Todd said, this has been a much longer episode than would have been with maybe you know a previous coach of CFC. <laughs> I, won't, I won't mention names. <laughs> easy, easy. Come on, <laughs> that's a man of few words, but important <laughs> words. Uh, Jeremy, any. Jeremy, any final thoughts? Anything we didn't touch on from the club's perspective? No, I mean uh, Peter hit on the head. Just the the support has been unbelievable. Um, you know, just uh, it's been no secret. There's you know some changes to the roster have been coming, and people understanding and asking questions and making sure those guys that unfortunately aren't going to be with us, you know, have been taken care of and are not forgotten. I mean, all those messages mean so much and just the support. So we're we're excited to 
keep moving forward and we appreciate the chance to get on here and yap a little bit with you guys. So thank you. Well, thanks a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, again, we will be watching, uh, and hopefully we will get to see a couple of goals for, uh, the guys in the blue. We presume blue kits. White pennies, <laughs> white pennies. <laughs> I had a, so I, I, you know, mentioning pennies, I had a rule with my kids. If we ever showed up to a a field and the other team's goalkeeper was wearing a penny, um, you know, they were not allowed to lose that match. You cannot lose, you cannot lose a match with a team that has a goalkeeper and a penny. So that, that was a rule. So, um, hopefully we will see not pennies out there. We will see, uh, nice blue kits with some sponsorship on the front and, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Right, Jeremy? Absolutely. It's the, uh, that's the plan. We've got, you've got just a couple more minutes. You could break some news. No, I think we've just, we've, uh, we've covered a bunch tonight and there's, there's nothing to break in. All right. You know, uniforms. Okay. Uniforms will be worn by the players and purchased by the fans. And we are very, Oh, are they going to be, are they going to be available? Uh, on the very website? Quickly. Yep, very quickly. Very quickly. Battling through. Okay. Battling through everything. You know what that means? That means that somebody at the CFC merch booth is going to be up for like 48 hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have some breaking news that uh, Jeremy may not, probably isn't going to share. If you guys probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jeremy is on a diet right now. Oh. So, And has been incredibly faithful to it. So, yeah. Yeah. Does that, so we did see it, you know, for those, for the, you know, we're doing a Zoom call. And so you may have heard some beeps and stuff. Uh, Jeremy quickly hid his picture. Um, I don't know, you know, coach, if you real, if you noticed that he quickly went and, and he's got this wonderful picture of him holding the mic. I did catch a quick glimpse though. And so I, I know that, that he looks a little different than, than I remember him. So it seems that during the, during the pandemic, um, that some, some, you know, maybe a razor or two has been lost. Jim, whenever Uh, he's been on, whenever he's on these zoom calls, I always notice he wears the same suit. Um, Yeah. Yeah, And he he doesn't move much. Yeah. He's uh, yeah. Kind of amazing. Yeah. I've been called yeah. stiff before, so that's not uh, that's, that's that's not a problem. And for the official record, it's it's not a diet; it's a uh, wellness plan that uh, allows oh. me allows me to deal with uh, the stress. And I'm sure that stress has nothing nothing to do with dealing with Coach Fuller on a daily basis in the office. I'm sure it's not every, everything else that comes with the profession. And oh man, but uh, no, well. That there's your breaking news, guys. You can tweet that out. And no, no jersey well, talk, but at least you got that. Yeah, at least we got that. that. That is something. Again, we you know we appreciate it, guys. Um, you know we're looking forward to watching the team on the pitch tomorrow. Um, it's been too long, and uh, hopefully everything goes well. We end up with the team, you know, performing well, and a win would be nice. But performing well and 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 getting out there and, and getting to it, uh, I'm I'm really excited about it. Absolutely, yep. All right, gentlemen. Great so thanks to talk y'all. To y'all night. Y'all get after it, guys. Thank you. Thanks for your yeah. time. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
Uh, once again, a big thanks to uh, Coach Fuller and Jeremy Albaugh uh, from uh, CFC coming in with us tonight to touch on the uh, roster getting uh, uh, getting released. I guess that was earlier today, right, Jim? Yep, it was. Early. I, who, I was in a meeting, so well, who, that, I that, mean, that who was, knows when no, it was actually it was released? Definitely today that it got released. <laughs> there's strategy involved when uh, Jim is in meetings, and Owen, as we all know, that's when he, he gives the sign for uh, the info dump uh, on social media. Yep. So uh, yeah, real yep. sad. To, I mean, just a big thanks for them to coming on. Real sad to see uh, you know some of the stalwarts go from uh, the previous couple of years. And players that we really didn't, uh, we appreciate their time in blue, but we really didn't get to know them that well. Um, but uh, overall, you know. Yeah, any surprises? Of, any surprises there? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, there, I mean, obviously we know there's some <laughs> visa issues and that sort of thing. And, uh, but, you know, some of these guys left on, on, on for personal reasons and other business opportunities. And, and that's great. I mean, hey, we're in the middle of a pandemic. And if, if you can go secure yourself a, a better fi financial future than playing lower level professional soccer in the U.S., then by all means, like go do it. Like you know, we're fans. We're going to support your decision no matter what. You know, uh, it, that's 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 just how it is. And, and and I'm real happy for for those guys that left for those reasons. You know, for those that you know, visa issues were were a problem. I mean, hey, you're a victim of circumstance. Okay, this isn't hasn't been the most accommodating. Um, uh, administration for for bringing in uh, uh, foreigners for any number of reasons. So I don't think I'm overly surprised uh, by that. I'm happy that we were able to fill some roster spots uh, with some good quality guys. Hey, I think these guys are going to be hungry to prove something, uh, and I think it's it's mm -hmm. a good mix going into this cup competition. And and I'm excited to see what uh, Coach Fuller uh, has them bring for Saturday night. Yeah, I was I was surprised at Phil, but you know when when uh, uh, when Jeremy or Coach you know you know told us you know what what he he's got a business opportunity and it's it's hard to turn that down. I mean, it, you know we talked before we started recording that uh, you know early on in the in the uh, stories about USL and, and their um, negotiations with players that you know some of the some of the or some of the stories gave a, an idea of what t types of salaries those players were on, and I think some people were surprised that they're, you know, their division two, their second, you know, second division or third division players were making as little as they were making. And so uh, it's, it's, you can't turn that down. I mean, it's, you know, he's got the rest of his life to think about. And uh, so we'll miss him. I, you know, I, I think he's a great keeper. I was really looking forward to seeing him. And, but, um, you know, it's, uh, so, you know, all, uh, you know, all the best to him and his family. I, I, I hope, I hope nothing but the best, like you said, the others I'm not really surprised about because of because of what was being hinted at around visas, right? Um, right. Just around around and you know and, and and for those of you who are wondering, you know, why we didn't really ask it. I mean, it's it's personal. I you know I work with international students at at the institution, and, and visa issues can really. I mean, it's it's rough. I mean, the, you know, these guys had plans, and then the plans have been taken away from them. And I just really didn't want to get into it much. I mean, other than to say, yeah, we had some players that were, that didn't get the visas they needed to get. And we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. I, th I think that's it for me too, on, on the, the roster and, and that sort of thing. And, and I'm sure uh, some other folks from another podcast can point out where we fell short with this, uh, this, this pod production. Yeah. And, uh, uh, other than freaking getting Jerry and, and Joanne completely confused I mean, in my mind. Whatever. So. As soon as as soon as they start, you know, breaking info like us. I mean, we we bring the news dump. Okay, we just brought you that the jerseys <laughs> right. will be blue. 
All right. Like as soon as you start. Well, no, they didn't confirm of, that. What's the? Oh yeah. Uh, as soon as they didn't actually as soon confirm they start that. Bring the info that we will have jerseys. Then. Right. Right. Then. We will. We will not be wearing pennies. That's right. We will not be shirtless. They will not be shirts. Shirts versus skins. <laughs> uh, and we found out that Jeremy is on some type of um, wellness plan. Whatever. You know what? Just because your wife's not there to cook for you, don't make it a diet. <laughs> it doesn't make it a wellness plan. That's right. That's not necessarily a wellness plan. Just because you've let yourself go in, 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 the, in the global pandemic and you refuse to shave. <laughs> yeah. Did you, catch, did you catch that? You know, he quickly turned the, you know, I, I saw him quickly. I mean, it's like, no, whoa, that's, no, you because, know, Jeremy. because I didn't want stress my my uh, phone signal up here in Bradley County. I didn't think you could. Oh, so you didn't see connection. that? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't get the screen cap in, uh, quick enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's 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 he kind of he's a uh, little bit he's got a little bit of the Tim Howard going on oh, based God. on what I could see. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Uh, he's our guy, so I support him. He is. He is our guy, and uh, and every time we talk to him, I like I, you know I like what he's doing, and yeah, I like and, and I like the impact he's having on the club. And for those of you who don't know, we we, we did uh, continue to talking uh, a little bit beyond the podcast, and uh, and, and we did uh, touch on some other things that we'll be bringing up in in future podcasts. Uh, just no room on there tonight. Just too much going on. Uh, you know, between trying to get my truck running this afternoon and making it over here for the podcast on time, I felt grossly under, you know, unprepared for my line of questioning. And I think, <laughs> I think my interview skills showed that. Uh, but uh, anyway, no, I, th- I think it was, I think it was great. It was, I think so it was great. Were, I think, those I, you know, Todd just kind of throw something out there and they just talk about it for five minutes. So it's not, not like it requires exactly. like uh, any sort of uh, real talent or skill. <laughs> Todd, this is this has been the best episode we've made for months. So oh, I mean, I, really the best you know, I don't, the last three months. Easily. Yeah, yeah. So easily, I'm um, you know. So I hope I hope everybody out there enjoys it. Um, again, you know, we'll kind of close it out. I mean, we're we're running on running up on time, and um, you don't want to hear us kind of. Um, I don't know. We're not even really talking about anything. So, uh, with that being said, uh, this is Jim. You can find me on Twitter at Chetaguner. Hey, and this is Todd. You can find me on Twitter at GreatFootballer. We'll see y'all in the future. Uh, Hopefully you'll be watching tomorrow on the CW. That's a pretty big deal. And uh, with that, go CFC. Go Blues. Oh, Mr. Oliveira, with a cheeky goal. <laughs>